It's one o'clock. Inspiration 92.3 FM. Always know this. It's all about the quality of life and finding a happy balance between work and friends and family. Philip Green. Inspiration. Inspiration. 92.3 FM. morning and welcome to another Sunday's episode of uh, Uncle Sunny reminds me good afternoon thank you Uncle Sunny mm-hmm. and welcome to another Sunday's episode of Wellness Half Hour we appreciate the space you allow us into your hearing space your thinking space your growth space to hear about health from a perspective that gives reverence to the source of our being Dr. Patrick Ejewere. We impart their five pillars to wellness. Spirituality, mindset, nutrition, lifestyle, and environment. And we are so delighted to know that wellness is our starting point. It's our gift to each and every one of us from our Father in Heaven. Today's programming, and likely the next one also, will dwell on ways to Cope with what is unfolding around us. The anxiety, the fear, the worry, the sleeplessness, the overwork, the stress. This morning in church, we had a classic example. It was barely 10 minutes in when I got called quickly outside the church when a young man had collapsed. Quickly revived him. He had no memory of where he was or, or, or what happened. Couldn't get a blood pressure on him. I was told when he fell, there was a large thud of his, when his head hit the ground. So immediately we took him to the hospital. Folks, it's a trying time. This time is causing people to scamper, fear, hide, pray. And so we decided on wellness of power. As we endeavor to be, we step out of the box and look at ways in which Many of us may not understand, but are pertinent with tools to endure, to thrive through this bumpy road. To assist us in this journey today, I have a delightful young man whom I met re- really, outside, let me say recently. And then just last week, he put me on one of his groups. My goodness, the energy, the peace, the gratitude. The presence of just God on that group was just of just humanity was so powerful. I said to him, "You are my guest on the radio today," and he obliged. Kome Nelson Agoshe. Yes, please. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Help me peel back. Who is Kome? Okay, um, I like to say I'm a global facilitator for mental development and well-being. Um, I'm a well-being coach. I'm a life coach. That's my uh, profession. I'm also a consultant. 
But, um, you know, three years ago when the pandemic happened, you know, we use our social media for different reasons. Then there was more or less a spiritual guidance for me to make my social media a space that whenever people land on, they land on inspiration, positivity, and peace. Because there's there are channels for finding out where all the chaos is happening. Like, that's one of the things that, you know, you were mentioning the five pillars in the environment. Besides our physical environment, now our digital environment is very toxic for the most part. Like, unless you put your own boundaries and settings on your social media, you'll be fed with death, sickness, and destruction from morning to night. So, um, in 2020, I decided to make my social media a place where I only focus on uplifting human consciousness and up uplifting the human spirit, sharing gratitude, sharing information that can help us learn more about ourselves. You know, like, I love what you said, which I think is one of the most pivotal things that is going to happen in Nigeria. You mentioned that wellness is the father's gift to us right to get the fullness of life the fullness of ourselves i keep saying a lot of times people draw this division between church and wellness when wellness is one of the main facets of the church and the church community so yeah that's i just want to play my part in whatever way in up because i realize that i can't change the whole of nigeria but i can change my own tiny space and make it an enabling space for other nigerians and make it an enabling space for other nigerians folks I went to my list of challenges. You all know the challenges. Even today in church, Father said, make sure you all go out on Saturday and vote. We have challenges. We have challenges domestically in our homes. We have challenges in our office space. We have challenges when we go out of the home on the road. We have challenges even in the church. And as Kome has shared, there's challenges on social media, in the digital space. How does somebody swim through this, wade through this without being a, an evolving recipient of this inhuman energy that is just bathing the entire space, that we tend to just relish in putting on the radio, on TV, on social media? How does, and what, what are some of, what are the tools one should have or things one should do consciously just to swim through this chaos, this cacophony, and get to the other end? with some sense of continuity of who one was before the chaos began. Thank you very much, sir. So, um, like we said, the thing for me now is we only have so much control over our physical environment. That's one thing that's, that's been driving me crazy as an adult in Nigeria, is knowing that we are already in a difficult environment for wellness and mindfulness, is that you have so many different triggers, Lagos, for example, traffic. I keep saying that all your channels of perception in Nigeria are under attack. If it's your eyes, traffic, mm. you know, trash, you know, the environment is beautiful. If it's your ears, generator noise, constant noise pollution, then the most important one, your nose, your senses, fumes, and those kind of things, right? So it's an environment which should be the number one thing that helps to rejuvenate. So that's why when we go to the beach or the conservation center, instantly you feel renewed. Yeah. Right, so the environment that should rejuvenate us is now attacking us. So the only environment we have control over is our mental environment, yeah. right? So for me, um, it's that's where things like you know creating things like the gratitude challenge we're doing is we almost think it's normal to pass around bad news, to to project guilt, to project anger, and yeah. so it's learning to the the one word. I think there's one word that needs to become very very important in church mm. for all Nigerians and all adults is accountability. Like, I, I keep saying that I learned, you know, the rituals and the practices of what I should do as a Christian, but I never felt that I was 
discipled enough to understand my authority mm-hmm. which also makes me accountable right because when i activate that accountability and authority i'm not waiting for people to be nice to me before i'm nice to them i'm not waiting for the government to do things that i know i should do by myself because i tell people we complain about the different types of governments whoever it is right yeah. but 99 percent of the things i experience in nigeria Whenever I'm experiencing those things, I don't see any government officials. There's no government official at the toll gate 90% of the time when there's traffic, right? There's no, we literally leave, leave church and get into the road and start misbehaving. Yep. So that's just this spirit of accountability in okay. knowing that we need to be more intentional about how we think, how we speak and our actions towards other people. That's how we think about ourselves and how, how we also think about other people. Okay. How we think of ourselves. How do we think of ourselves? Many of us need to do so many things to ourselves before we step out of the house. Mm. Uh, many of us, if we don't look a certain way, would avoid certain people or mm. avoid certain places. Mm. Uh, many of us create a mask and step into the mm. office and behave like someone else. Should they want to behave like the people they see on TV or the basketball field? They want to dress. How do we see ourselves? That's a very, very fantastic question, right? And that's why I keep saying that I can't wait till the, you know, the church and the wellness space merge a lot more because these things are also in the Bible, right? I mean, I grew up Catholic Christian. They're also in the Bible. For me, how I see myself was through self-observation, meditation, spending time with ourselves. Like, that's another thing I, I, I love, you know, the idea of capitalism, but the way it works globally and especially in Nigeria, you're constantly on the go because we have to pay bills, you have to make money, Right? And this is one thing that I find very interesting in the Bible is that the Bible tries to let you know that the Spirit provides for all your needs. That if you connect with God through your spirits, you would never have to chase anything. But the capitalist system has us chasing the world, right? So we never have time to sit down, to reflect, to try to figure out what our thoughts and emotions are communicating. So we're just living from the outside. That's why I say a lot of it becomes religious upkeep. I go to church. I pay my tithes, I go for harvest, mm-hmm. right? But I never sit to reflect, to understand myself and to confront the things that, for example, I tell people I can go to church, you know, from January to, to December, mm-hmm. but how do I treat my wife at home? How do I treat my workers at work? How do I behave when I am triggered and, you know, I get angry? Yeah. So it's actually the accountability of your day-to-day actions, your thoughts, what I'm thinking. Am I sitting here thinking I'm ugly? I'm not good enough. Like you were saying um, um, earlier, uh, we cannot be focused on the environment so much because if we do that, we would never be able to see ourselves, to hear ourselves, or to even change the environment. Amen. I go. I'm going to call you in to join this discussion <laughs> because it was just it was just radiating. You can see her. Because he's speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> he is speaking my kind of language. All right. On one level, you have parents yes. who are dealing with who they are. Yes. Then we have our children. Yes. Who are even who are just slammed with <laughs> who they ought to be. Yes. I'm a parent, yes. and I've, I've, this battle is still ongoing with my own yes. Yes. My teenagers. Yes. Give me some guidance. How do I assist them to unfold themselves rather than um, be forced to be something from the outside? Well, that's amazing. Like, is first on first say congratulations because. Um, you know, a lot of parents never get the chance to think that way. So yeah. first, I think the first step is opening, being open to the fact that they are an entity separate from yourself that have their own destiny. Yeah. 
Amen. Right? Because I feel like, <laughs> is you know, there's something I started to realize, right? And it's helped me to appreciate my parents a lot more. Mm. Is um one thing we never discuss in Nigeria is the massive collective trauma we're still healing from. Amen. There's been so much trauma that has never been discussed, right? Yes. Um, I'll give one simple example. I'm not even Igbo. I'm I'm from Isoko Delta State. Mm-hmm. But I said the Igbo people went through Biafra and, you know, mm-hmm. millions of people died. Swept under the rug. Most Igbo parents have never been to any form of therapy. It's just church prayer and continuation of the rituals. Yeah. They sweep those emotions under the rug. Yeah. So why am I saying this is that we've come through g- generations of collective pain. I'm from Edo State. Isoko slash Edo, mm-hmm. right? And my people were, in 1897, the British invaded and burnt everywhere, murdered everything, right? So we have all these things that, all these wounds that have grown over that have never been addressed, never been right? Healed. So you see a lot of parents that really do not know how to communicate. Like, they don't even, they're not aware of the the emotional baggage that they come into things with, right? Yeah. And how they communicate, in how they motivate their children and those kind of things. So is that a lot of our ways of raising children is, has been driven by poverty and fear. Mm. So is that I don't want my children to suffer. So this is what I believe. Yeah. That is good for you. So you must do this. And as I keep saying, this is a message to everybody that goes to church and every church leader. The church has to return to the guidance of the spirits. What mm-hmm. I mean is, it's not just about going to church on Sunday reading your Bible. It's about really sitting with yourself, listening to the guidance of the spirit. So even when you're a father and you have children, yeah. you're asking God, what is the plan for this child's life? Because you as the father don't know. Like every day I look at my dad and I'm like, you, there's no way you could have seen who you're going to you could, you could never have seen this guy coming yeah. because I'm so different from my parents mm. like you know they were raised Catholic I'll be honest with you I've not been to church in three years right so what I'm saying this is that I'm very grateful that my dad allowed me to do my thing I've seen other parents where it was a lot of push I was a rapper for seven years you know I've done a lot of things that my parents did not understand yeah. and they had to let me do right so I think is. Once we have that relationship where we we built trust with God, it's trusting that these children are children of God. Like I was praying for my dad the other day, and I was calling him, I was calling him God's baby. In my mind, he's God's baby. <laughs> you see what I'm because he's, uh, in the spirit, is all different kind of ages and stuff. So, yeah, that's profound. Yeah. Calling your father God's. Baby. <laughs> that's why. That's why I pray for him. <laughs> it indicates the level to which you are existing in terms of the spiritual realm. Yeah, you've. Ex- not exit, but you've leaped, left, leaped, is that a word? Left, what's the word? To leap yeah. out of the, where most of us are, mm. this realm where you can look back and say, my dad is God's baby. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, we'll go, folks, we're, today he's here, I'm, and we're going to get him here again next week, and there's a lot we, we need to cover, and some very from practical tips um, we also need to up, up, obtain. Let's come back to this um, self, how do we talk to ourselves? Our self-talk. That could be amazing. Is it, I um, if, I, if I say, is it constructive? That's me judging it. So let me just leave it open. How do we talk to ourselves and why do we talk to ourselves that way? Yeah, that's a fantastic question too, right? Is that this, this whole issue about self-talk didn't, it didn't, it didn't uh, highlight in my brain till three years ago. Like I was completely unaware of my self-talk. I thought... If you had asked me before, I thought my self-talk was, you know, positive. But I think we learn our self-talk from our parents, from school, from society, yeah. and from the type of environment we, we grew up in. And mm-hmm. for the most part, we we have we think it's normal to tell ourselves 
negative things. We think it's normal to tell ourselves we're not good enough. Like the funniest, you know, this is this my hair is one of the greatest testimonies I have. I have dreads now. Three years ago, my biggest insecurity was my hair. I thought my hairline was too far back. You know, I thought, and I really thought I wasn't like it used to make me feel less handsome. Honestly, and my friends used to joke about it as well too. Then. I can't lie to you, I really started to affirm, look at myself in the mirror and tell myself every day. I've been doing this for over four years now. Every day, you are handsome, you are beautiful, you are intelligent, you are great. So basically, I realized that we think it's normal to tell ourselves things like, oh, one of my ba- biggest insecurities before was finances, being broke, right? Feeling like I didn't have enough money. Yeah. And I had to, like, I'm in a position where I feel like I'm a lot in a much better space and I realized that I had to affirm the fact that I had money for years when I had nothing in my account. Like, I would be saying I'm abundant. I'll, I, when I, when I, I journal, like, every other day, at the end of my journal, I sign, thank you, Usanubwa, which is God in, in Benin, mm-hmm. for abundance in every area of my life. I signed that so many days when I had nothing in my account. Right? So I realized that our entire reality is created by our thoughts, our words, and our actions. So we think it happens from the outside. But what we're seeing through our eyes is just a projection of the film we've put in our minds. Yeah. So it's um a lot of times it just sounds like, like it's just a wishy washy talk, right? But it's <laughs> the things we say ends up being the things we end up seeing in life. Stuff. And the things we say are tied to our upbringing, upbringing, the influence of those around us, music we listen to, movies, mm. the news. That's why I honestly I never wake up and watch the news. Like, I, I watch the news after I've told myself who I am and how my day is going to go. Yeah. Because, for example, the biggest example, like the pandemic, at the, in January, I remember one of my close friends, he called me, he's like, ah, this year is going to be so bad. It's already a terrible year, a pandemic. I'm like, bro, how do you know? And I remember at the end of the year, it was his biggest business year, like the <laughs> most profit they ever made. And I reminded him, I was like, listen, because it's going bad for the whole world, doesn't mean it has to go bad for you. Like, okay. you affirm that. Like, the, the power of life and death is in our tongue. is in my world as well, too. The power of life and death is now a tongue, affirmation. All right. <clears throat> Let's look at this era of affirmation. What, how did you wake up to it? What brought it to your presence? How did you step into it? I mean, in, in my case, it was a client. This was in, in Florida. It was yes. a client mm-hmm. who came to the practice yes. and gave me, um, she brought her daughter for, for a check. Yes. And gave us a package of Brian Tracy. Mm. Um, after that, we never saw her. Didn't come back for follow-ups. Just mm. her number didn't work after that. My wife and I listened to the tapes about twelve in the in the, in the series. Oh my goodness, that was a wake-up. That was just the, the world just changed. Mm. How we thought of things. Our mind talking, speaking deliberately. Affirmations, mm. even meditation. Yes. I just said that was God saying it was time for me to receive this, and so He brought this stranger from nowhere mm-hmm. under, under the false pretense of coming to examine her, um, her daughter for school, and then she disappeared. Mm-hmm. How did you step into this awakening? You know, it's funny, right? You just you, and it's pretty weird because I'm trying to remember this author's name. I didn't even finish the book. <laughs> a book I read, um, and it's it's first. I love your story because I love stories like that because it shows the hand of God. How can someone else come give you a book and disappear? <laughs> right? I'll tell you my story. Right? My story is this: is the silliest story ever. A girl on Instagram, like, that messaged me that I really was... I always, you know, I remember that I just broken up with my girlfriend. Yeah, it had been like eight months, I don't have a new girlfriend. Ah, this girl is, she's nice, so let's go for a date, right? So we go to the beach and she comes on a date with that book. 
And I remember I read the first couple of pages. It was a horrible date. Like everything about that date was extremely boring. So I knew that, you know, it was not going to work. But that book changed my whole life. Like I called her like a year after like, yo, you don't know what you did. But this book changed my life. I've not even finished it yet. And I'm telling you that, as I believe great books, you don't have to finish it for you to change your life. It literally changed my life. It's called Who Says You Can't, You Do. And the two things it put into my mind was gratitude and the more I started to do gratitude, the more I became so aware of how negative I was about myself, right? In you're not good enough. Oh, um, and just thinking for whatever reason mm-hmm. from the outside that I was lacking in something and realizing that, you know, it's, I call it, language is a programming code, the same way they have Python and all those things. Yeah. So the programming language is what manifests exactly what we see. Okay. Folks, we'll take a break, then we'll come back and open the lines Hi, my name is Ibukun Oyedeji, President CFA Society Nigeria. Join me and a host of other financial industry practitioners every Monday at 4.30 p.m. right here on Inspiration 92.3 FM for Money Talks with CFA Society Nigeria. Money Talks, airing on this station every Monday at 4.30 p.m. from January 2023. Money Talks with CFA Society Nigeria. Let's talk about money. Fidelity SME Forum will now come your way at 5 p.m. on Tuesdays with a repeat broadcast on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. We continue to equip you with insights, skills, and expertise required for building a sustainable and successful business. Join us then. Wallace Half Hour. Good afternoon, happy Sunday. We're exploring the mind, the environment of the self, our self-talk, and just building up to tools that we need to really start using abundantly to transform ourselves inside out. I just shared a story of how a stranger came to the practice under the cover of coming to bring us child for, for a med- school medical check, dropped a, a tape series that we need to listen to it, and then left and we could never trace her down to return it to her. And listening to that tape series transformed myself, my wife, how we think, how we behave, and even how we talk to our children. Kome shared a similar encounter with a yeah. young lady on, yes. on, on, on social media. Yes. So folks, when things are not going right, when you want to get upset and fight with someone, be very upset, just pause a moment. Pause. Maybe a reason for that experience. Mm. Maybe somebody bringing to you that golden key you've been begging for. Yeah. Maybe somebody giving you that line of sight that just clears the vision and you can see where you're going. Too often we react. Too often we just get into the fight, fright mode. 
pause. P-A-U-S-E. Folks, write that down. That word, pause. When you pause, you allow the Holy Spirit into the conversation, into the dialogue, into the argument, into the tension. As, I was, as we were talking, I mean, Cherise, you all know Cherise, mentioned something and I said, okay, you have to join this dialogue. It's a book she's actually reading. Yes, so as Dr. Anne Komei mentioned, mindset, mentioned environment. This book that I'm currently reading is called Mindset. Um, and this was written by Dr. Carol Dweck, who is a psychologist. And in this book, so interesting because um, Komi has written a book on 21 affirmations. These affirmations also start from when you are in utero, in utero. So how you speak to your children. Are you speaking affirmative words? Are you encouraging your children when they do something? What are you calling them? Because uh, as you all know, I'm... Nigerian I'm Jamaican Nigerian and so when I moved here things like the word shut up not in our vocabulary not in our house under any circumstance things like the word stupid not in our vocabulary not in our house unacceptable and so if I went to school and the teacher said that no the teacher and I would have a discussion and that word would not be said again and so Children are formed from early years. And so Dr. Dweck in her book mentioned that they had a quick uh, uh, experiment with some four-year-olds. And so they had some puzzles, some easy puzzles, some harder puzzles. They put the four-year-olds to do the easy puzzles and then move them to the harder ones. Now there were children who said, let me just say what the easy ones is. Okay, I'll just do it again. And there were these children who said, I love a challenge. I'm ready for this. And where did that mindset come from? The parents. So how you talk to your children, how you encourage your children says a lot. And this starts from the early years. Yeah, I think, um, man, that's, and that's why I was going to appeal to you guys that please as much mentorship as you can offer for parents because people need it. Like, I think that's the, one of the biggest things I also experienced when I was working in HR was we need more mentorship. We need people that can, you know, people that have learned and been exposed to these things to share these ideas because the zero to seven, we've normalized abusive parents. conversations, yes. abusive parenting, beating, mm. and because we see that as discipline in the children. Mm. And I, that's why I tell people this, and this, this is scary. I feel like first, every adult Nigerian should go for therapy because <laughs> because of this, because of these um, interruptions, right, in our childhood upbringing, mm -hmm. you have a lot of adults that stopped growing emotionally at like seven years old yeah. in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So you see people that are 50 years old behaving emotionally like yeah. children mm -hmm. yeah. because they never learned to regulate their emotions. Absolutely. And now that you're an adult, you're just overcompensating. Like, for I example, agree. you overcompensate shame with extreme pride because you're afraid yes. of making mistakes. Yeah. Right. right. So I you see that a lot. You see so many different, like... Mm -hmm. It affects our communication. That's why we we, we yell, right? Yeah, like yeah. when we when we can't get up on. I'm still. I'm telling you, this is in my blood. I'm unlearning these things. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I keep saying that before I get married, I'm going for anger management. I'm going for a bunch of therapy because yeah. even if I'm a coach, is it's is I see that it precedes my 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 mother and father. Like it's a thing that's been a learned way of behavior that yeah. epigenetically we just behave that like that way now. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I like the word you use, epigenetically, yes. not genetically. Yes. It, this implies it can be undone. Yeah. Yes. You've switched on the genes because of certain things you've thought, ways you've thought, ways you've behaved. And can be reversed. Can, or can be reversed. That's the power of that word, epigenetics. Mm-hmm. It can be reversed, it can be undone. Mm-hmm. All right. Next week, we're going to do... Come here, I'm assuming you shall be here next week. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. We will go into some practical sessions from affirmations to gratitude yes. and other tools that we can use in this stressful season that's unfolding yes. from the cash issues yes. to the mm-hmm. poor issues I mean, to, you know, just access to healthcare, to Nepal that is always <coughs> doing their thing. What mm-hmm. love that stood because of <laughs> so Steve with us today make sure you're with us again next Sunday how about the family members nearby Bring, call your spouse to join the, and listen in we'll learn some tools practical tools from Kome and it's just delightful to hear that Kome and Uncle Sonny go way back yes yes yes, yes. we're birthday mates yes 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 yes, yes. <laughs> I would like to you Uncle Sonny I need to put you on blast Uncle Sonny gave me my first 4k that year and that 4k was like 4 million naira it was like 4 million naira I tell you never finished <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wellness half hour. Thank you mm. all for listening and go out and vote on Saturday and let's see you all back 1 p.m. next Sunday. Have a blessed week. <laughs>